Today, the naysayers take a well-deserved hit to the gut when we learn that level 20 is not the level cap. Also, the rumor mill from last week regarding Destiny's lack of story content appears to be untrue. We also are recalibrating and reforging attitudes to get the most out of Destiny's golden release year. All that and more coming up. Destiny the Show. Welcome, Guardians. Welcome, welcome, good morning, good day, good evening, wherever you may be. It's a fantastic start of the day here, coming into what I definitely think are the three best months of the year, at least in Colorado, August September and October are always like the best temperatures, best conditions for mountain biking, Um, like especially October. I mean, August can get a little bit hot, but uh, in the DTS studios today, per usual, is the magnificent Diddy. And I have a question, dude. What, in your opinion, are the best months of the year uh, out in your neck of the woods? Uh, For Texas? (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, we have the hottest summers and then winters are usually just really terrible. Because we can't handle ice. Yeah, you guys get ice storms yeah, out there. We get this past year was really bad in the winter time. There we had uh-huh. ice storm. Like I didn't have power for forty eight hours at my house one weekend. Yeah. It was terrible. What but, did you do? You know, I went to my my sister's apartment. They had power, so okay. Luckily, I had a means to get my internet fixed. But the best months for Texas, I would probably have to say sometime in the fall, probably yeah. around Halloween. Okay, so late October, early November. Yeah, because it stays hot until until mid-October. Summer is like brutal hot, right? Yeah, it's actually been better this year because we had some rainstorms making it in the 80s a couple times. Yeah. So that was nice, but every time I walk into my car, man, I have to roll down the windows and blast the AC just to get the hot air out. It's... Well, a lot of places in Colorado, in fact, like most places, don't have air conditioning, like most homes, because in the wintertime it gets so cold that that those systems become a pain in the butt to service. So Yeah, and if we, they break, you'd have to fix them or whatever. Yeah, so there's a few months in the summer that it's just kind of miserable, but I don't know, miserable for Colorado. It's not compared to miserable in a place probably like Texas heat. You guys would laugh at Colorado heat. Yeah, so. we would be fine in Colorado. It's like shorts, t-shirt. You put jeans and a jacket on when it's 70. You're like, yeah, this is... Yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, uh, did you have a good week? I didn't ask you the last few shows. I mean, did you play anything? Was it just school and work? Just school and work, man. That's all I'm doing now. Semester's almost done, though. This is the last week? This is the last week of summer classes. How are things looking? Are you stoked to be done? Pretty good, yeah. Hard finals? Not really. Just need to study, you know? Yeah good dude you're almost there almost man i played a lot of hearthstone like (laughs) i had said a few weeks ago had a new um, dlc or something come out yeah so they have the curse of noxramas which i'm only going to mention briefly it's a solo adventure and it's a five week deal the first week is free and each week is three bosses and each of the bosses have their own like mechanics their own cards and each week you unlock uh, six cards by completing challenges and by beating the bosses. And it's really fun. It's 20 bucks for the whole wing, or you can purchase each wing with in-game gold. So if you really want to do it the whole free-to-play adventure, you can do it that way. And some of the new cards are pretty... Like this week, there was a card called Lothar or whatever, or Lothab, I think. 
and it's basically a card that has destroyed the current like Miracle Rogue deck, which is the the deck everybody hates right now. So the meta Rogue is having dude. a big shift. That's, yep. that's what I played in the Hearthstone beta. Sassy was sad because his Miracle Rogue deck no longer will work. This card is like <laughs> the killer of that deck. So I've been having fun with Hearthstone. It's really addicting. Uh, other than that, I went to Denver for, I guess you could call it a business trip. And then I've been editing some Halo video stuff. So Nice. So I was worried that these last few weeks would be like way too dry with not a whole lot of info coming out. But to my surprise, we have a lot of good news. And the stories this week are like really positive, which is a nice contrast, especially with last week where everybody sort of tried to find fault, I felt, with with the beta. Oh, yeah. It's, it's what Bungie wants you to do. They want you to tear apart their game. They want you to tell them how to improve their game. And that's that's what they want. And I think we're going to see a lot of those changes even before the game's coming out. So let's get into the news. News! All right, first up today, remember those data mining thing from last week, that rumor we talked about a lot, where they were talking about 22 like story missions and six strikes, blah, 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 blah. Well, as it turns out, these same data miners have reposted a new story, and they are basically expecting... 32 story missions, 11 crucibles, 23 strikes, which is like almost four times the amount that was previously thought, five exploration zones, and two raids at launch. So I am pretty much done with these stories, okay? Because last week, everyone freaked out thinking Destiny was going to have a lack of content. Destiny data miners come out this week, and they're like, yeah, no, there's a lot more content. Looks like we were kind of wrong last week. How do you get these numbers? I'm, I'm to the point where I just don't even want to believe these whatsoever because a jump from 22 story missions, which was last week, to 32 story missions is a pretty big jump. 23 strikes, okay? They said six last week. 23 is a lot more than six, oh, okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I don't, you know, I usually don't pay attention to uh, speculation stuff like that. If it comes from Bungie's mouth, I'll believe it. Yeah, I'm done, like, with these. Like, I have to put the story in because it's, like, the hottest talk of the week. But I'm I'm pretty much over people data mining the beta. I mean, how do you reveal 10 more missions in almost four times yeah, the amount of strikes? Yeah, I don't strikes? even know where Whoops, they're getting Whoops, we missed numbers. that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Ooh, I was a Grimoire achievement, you know? I just totally didn't factor that into my calculations, so... I don't know if there's anybody who are doing the police work that needs to be done, the investigating to go, is this a real thing? How are you guys getting your, you know, where's your sources? So there's that. I guess that all the people who are upset about Destiny being too small shouldn't be. So let's play this out. Let's say it does have 32 story missions. Let's say it does have 23 strikes and two raids at launch. That's more than enough now. I'm totally satisfied. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm the kind of player who knows I'm going to plow through the story to get into stuff I want to get into, which are strikes, PvE, and eventually getting raids done as quickly as possible. So even last week's story of if it was 20 missions doesn't bother me. 30 missions, let's say this is true. Is that enough? Oh yeah, I think so. I, I, I would, agree. I would think so. It's, it's enough, but I would like more, obviously. It's, yeah. it's, obviously, there's no Skyrim. Skyrim's massive, but yeah. Destiny... You know, it's bigger than normal shooters, right? Yeah. So, yeah. especially with the strikes, I'm really surprised to see the 23 strikes number. That's a lot. 
That is a lot. And especially if you think about each one on normal difficulty, you're probably looking at 30 minutes for your very first playthrough. Yep. On heroics, you're looking at longer time frames, like guaranteed. I had the most fun in the beta playing the strikes. That's what I'm thinking I'm going to spend the majority of my time doing to try and like get gear once I get 20 or at least get motes of light. And if you're wondering what motes of light are, that's our second story, everybody. Huge news this week. Looks like level 20 isn't really the level cap. So once you hit level 20, this was revealed through IGN doing their whole um, Destiny First, Bungie First thing. They've been getting all sorts of story exclusives. And they revealed that once you hit level 20, instead of collecting XP, you collect these things called Motes of Light. And it works the same way. You get Motes of Light the same way you would get XP. Everything that would normally give you XP then gives you Motes of Light once you hit level 20. These can be used in crafting special armor. And these armor pieces give you significant stat boosts to the degree of higher levels. In fact, they showed off a level 29 Titan, which... The gear actually didn't look that cool on. Like, I mean, it was cool pieces, but like the color set looked so. It was so mismatched. It was yeah. funny. It was very obviously like this is my best gear ever, and it yeah. doesn't matter if it looks good or not. It was not an armor set. He had not put time into dyeing things the same color, which I'm okay. <laughs> they also talked about that the Vault of Glass raid is going to require a level 25 minimum. That's awesome. Which, yeah, stoked to hear. That Again, is awesome. Everybody who was upset, man, Destiny's going to be too short. Level 20 is going to happen too fast. We don't even know what the cap is from these <laughs> motes of light, okay? Yep. <laughs> Not a clue. And so for players to complain about something like this, I love seeing them get a slap in the face with something like that. My computer monitor went to sleep. Thanks, computer monitor. So expect level cap uh, boosts with expansions as well as further Destiny releases. You know, I... Cannot go a single DTS without comparing WoW to, you know, something about Destiny, mainly because WoW is like the MMO to measure all MMOs by, but the game released in vanilla at level 60 being the cap, Burning Crusade was 70, Wrath was 80, Cataclysm was 85, and then Pandaria was level 90. I would bet just about anything, dude, that you're going to see level caps increasing with each expansion and with each, um like, new Destiny game during this 10-year cycle that we're looking at. But from the very start, getting, you know, these higher-end pieces of gear, that's that level progression that people want to see. So you can experience end-game content, but you still have a long way to go once you hit level 20, or at least that's the way it seems. Absolutely. And haven't they discussed um, bringing over your characters to future Destiny titles? Haven't they said something about that? Oh, yeah. I think they were thinking about, you know, allowing further progression from taking your destiny one characters and then moving it all the way through destiny two destiny three whatever i think you can guarantee that with this style of game it would make no sense in the next destiny game for you to start with a lower level character yeah exactly so a lot of people are going to be starting at that level 20 or whatever and And, it, it would just make sense that the level cap increases with every game and expansion yep yep i agree and it's like I'm sure characters are going to get reworks. I'm sure subclasses are going to get updates. Oh, yeah, they would add more subclasses, wouldn't they? That would be awesome. I'm sure they're going to add more classes. Like, I'm thinking with each new expansion or even release, you're going to see more than just the initial classes that are in the game now. Because, like, look at the palette and the world that they have, like, open to you. Three may seem like a small number right now, but... Hey, I like that because it gives me the option to play multiple characters off the bat. It's pretty intimidating in other MMOs to have, you know, three characters that are all <laughs> geared, that are all playable. But even in the beta, 
I could sign on and say I want to play my Warlock or my Titan. I could make a legitimate choice. The gear was not too um, different from one another to have that happening. So yeah, higher level caps, I'm happy with this. This is exciting. It definitely promotes longevity to the game. So Bungie released a nice infograph talking about lots of numbers and stats from the beta, and we got some cool information. The quick rundown is 6.5 million Guardians created, which that's a lot of characters, 835,000 concurrent players during the moon event on Saturday, 4.6 million players participated in the beta, making like the Destiny beta Activision's like biggest beta of all time. And then one of the stats that I found interesting was that 3% of the activities within the beta were not completed by the player base. So there obviously were some things that nobody actually found, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's so, awesome. A lot of people were saying, this beta is so short. And then we say, we see, well, no one found 3% of it, which I find actually really interesting because there were people who did not turn off the beta and they were just they just kept playing and kept finding new things. It blows my mind. I what it was. What do you think it could have been? I have no idea. It's It's got to be something on the moon. Has to be. Yeah. I like that fact. And they just taunt it. They didn't need to put that in the infograph. They could have just known on internally what they're you know doing. Yeah, so. it's going to drive those people who spent hundreds of hours crazy. It's going to be like, what did I miss? I missed well, something. Why, why can't data miners find out that? They're too busy <laughs> telling us how few missions are going to be in there. Oh, wait, there's more, guys. Oh, wait, there's more. You like, know what would have been really cool? If they provided like heat maps of explored areas. Oh, that would be cool. That Remember be like really old cool. Halo, like Bungie.net oh, statistics? Yeah. Oh, heat yeah. maps were sweet. Halo 3 Guardian heat map, everybody dies in the middle. <laughs> I think the stats that they're going to keep track of are just going to be awesome. Because back in the day, Bungie.net, man, just outrageously good stats way before anyone was doing it. Oh, like yeah. in Halo 2 days, come on, like, that's crazy. Other than that, I'm thinking 835,000 concurrent players during the Saturday event. That's impressive numbers. 4.6 million players is also equally impressive. I was looking at some statistics of like PlayStation players, and the PlayStation crowd makes up something like 60% of that population. Yeah, so and that's is, expected too, because they yeah. had more time, and so people want to get in earlier. So they. I didn't even think about that. The yeah. alpha, I overlooked thinking about that. I'm like, well, there's a lot of Well, these players. should just be stats from the beta, though. They are. The, the Sony thing is from a different survey. Oh, that okay. was just from Reddit, so... Tossing in more. Uh, we got to look at the new Twilight um, Gap Crucible map, which came out on IGN yet again. This is an Earth map. Did you get a chance to see it? I did. They said it was a medium-sized map. It looks good, doesn't it? Does it does look good. Lots of Bluebird jumps. Day. Looks like Colorado, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> looks very Colorado-esque if it had survived a nuclear holocaust. So. <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool. It's always fun seeing new Crucible maps. I'm not sure there's much you can say beyond it looks cool, and you can check out the video in the show notes. There was a distinction that Lars Bakken made in oh. uh, disc- explaining control, kind of what we said last week. Um, he said, you know, we're showcasing control in the beta, and um, it's kind of a mix between your Slayer and a kind of domination, but you don't need to control the points to get more points for your team you know you can still go for the kills even if you're not controlling anything so he did kind of emphasize that it's more of a slayer based than objective yeah i kind of put my foot in my mouth last week because you know truthfully i knew that slaying played a role within the point scheme but i i actually thought like the points counted up basically by the amount of time you held oh yeah you know a places, lot of so. people did they see three points on a map and controlling the three points and they think dude i've been trained 
Call of Duty has made me an old dog who it's, can't learn new tricks. It's understandable, you know. It's what we've been conditioned to think. Yep, we're like we're pads, we're <laughs> pawns. Uh, well, I almost said Padawan, but whatever. Also, <laughs> Bungie released a ton of high-res character and weapon images, and they look really cool. Links are also in the show notes. If you want sort a new fluff. wallpaper? Oh yeah, that's there's so know. many wallpapers on Reddit. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there was a, an album of 105 high-res out, uh, pictures for wallpapers posted. This game looks good, man. That female warlock that's in these art pieces. That's why I'm playing a warlock, dude. <laughs> that looks stinking cool. Uh, I found a cool guide that was about taking down the Devil Walker. So I actually mentioned this in a previous show. I think it was on our Destiny Impressions last week, where I was like, the Devil Walker has mechanics and like frameworks of how you can beat it effectively. And this gives you basically a walkthrough of how to take down this boss quickly, the armor places to shoot, where to stand, techniques, and stuff like that. And it just gets me kind of excited because once the game comes out and we really do get to face some very hard strike bosses, and even more so the raid bosses, I'm so excited to get involved with like strategy towards PvE. Yes, I think especially with the strikes and like with this video is how to take down a devil walker. People are going to be able to take down devil walkers in a minute. And in the beta, people were wasting 10 minutes on trying to kill this thing because they were shooting it in the wrong places. But once the destiny gets going, I think people will figure out how to beat these lower tier bosses really quickly. In the beta, I wiped on this like three times. Like every time I would go through Devil Walker, if there was somebody who didn't like figure out this thing has some mad AOE, they'll just, they like stand behind a pillar, kaboosh, and they're dead. That was it. And then you'd try and revive it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm excited <laughs> to see that coming forth. Um, a Ghost Edition sold on eBay for $1,000, which I find ridiculous. Like Ghost Editions have sold out for you guys who didn't know, and they've been putting them on eBay. And someone bought one. In the UK, I believe, for $1,000. What the heck, people? That's ridiculous, man. That goes back to Halo 3 Legendary with the Master Chief helmet. That's going back to that, man. Old school. I learned that they put um, one of the Halo 3 map packs, I think it was Mythic, on the marketplace one day early for like 99,000 Microsoft points, which turns out to be $1,200 <laughs> or something. So you could buy the map pack one day early for $1,200. I was just looking on Halo Wiki last night. I'm like, that is ridiculous. So if you have a Ghost Edition, go sell it on eBay, guys. <laughs> if you want some extra cash, there you go. I, I mean, maybe I should be thinking about this for future Destiny expansions. <laughs> I'm going to buy up three or four of the Super Editions and then just eBay them, man. Because like, even if you made a profit of like 100 bucks, this thing is worth it. This guy made a profit of like 850 Yeah, that's like... It's like a 400% profit margin. Just internet, guys, it's not worth it. Some like, maybe it's worth man, it to you. Some collectors will definitely jump on those kinds of things, though. And it's like Beanie Babies all over again. <laughs> One day this will be worth hundreds of dollars, and then... I swear! <laughs> you lose it, it goes in a garage sale, you never sell it, you never take the time to do it. Exactly. So. Uh, raids won't have LFR, which is looking for raid, uh, won't queue. That basically means, like, in a strike, I set up a strike, I don't have to have friends on, I can play with random players, the game will match make me with other people to do strikes. Raids will not have this, and they have a good reason for it. Raids are gonna take a lot of time. Raids are probably gonna be frustrating if you can't communicate with your teammates, and beyond that, raids are going to take multiple days to complete. And they don't want players playing with randoms who don't have mics and with different people throughout the course of a raid. This has made some people frustrated. 
I am on the camp of I am totally okay with this. I think maybe years down the road, like you can definitely see Bungie implementing a matchmaking uh, service for early content raids. Let's say we're two um, destinies in. We're on the second destiny or we're on the expansion later. And Destiny, like Bungie, want people to see that early game content. They want people to experience those raids from earlier. I bet they're going to implement queuing for that. But for current content raids, for current content patch raids, I think the accomplishment is bigger by not having the ability to queue, by actually having to organize six people in a group to play. I mean, what do you think, Goody? I agree with Bungie's decision. I mean, even though I usually play Lone Wolf style, I completely agree with the fact that you will need friends for raids because they're obviously going to take more coordination than strikes and you know if i'm frustrated with a random then it's going to deteriorate my destiny experience so i don't want to be able i don't want to be responsible for randoms on my team i want to you know trust the people i queue up with and communication you know what i'm saying like you just can't have trolls in a party oh my gosh trolls dude they need to just not exist (laughs) Good luck with that one. So that's our news stories for this week. Very quick, and let's get into today's topic. This is your ghost, Miranda. And when I'm not out helping Guardians, I'm listening to Destiny the Show. All right, so today's topic is a little bit spread out, but uh, something I think is important, and it's approaching Destiny with the proper mindset. Me and Diddy have both talked about this, and uh, we've laid out a few points that we think are important to ensure that you have, like, a good experience with Destiny within the first year. I'm going to open by saying, with WoW, the first year vanilla is considered some of the most mythical and magical times within the game sphere. But what people also forget is that there were a ton of technical problems, there were a lot of server issues, and there were a lot of things that were just downright bad and mean to the player. Like, there were some gameplay design choices that were obnoxiously bad and didn't get tuned for years and years. So opening, I want to just talk about a re- like a realistic launch expectation for players and, and understanding that like, A, MMOs can take a long time to get off the ground and years to develop, but it's also like a cool thing to participate in the early years of these games because, you know, if you're playing Destiny down the road, five, six years, you're always going to remember those first few months. So what do you think about this, Diddy? Going, you talked about expectations for the moon last week. What do you think some of the launch expectations should be for players? They should not expect anything, to be honest. They should have an open mind to and just be expect the unexpected, pretty much, because we don't know what Destiny's end game for us is intended to be, you know? We... Everyone's going to have a different experience. Some people are just going to play the Crucible. Some people are just going to do PvE. Some people are just going to do strikes. You know, I would say expect the unexpected. Yeah, and it's almost like a trust uh, bungee kind of mindset. Yeah, and it's it's going to change in the first couple months. You know, it might be a different experience once December hits for the holiday people, getting it for the Christmas season. You know, it's going to be it's going to change updates are going to happen balance changes are going to be implemented you know expansions are going to be implemented as well so you know not next september 2015 september destiny could be a whole different game by then and i imagine it will be i mean we don't know much about the story the beta revealed virtually nothing about the story yeah it's it was just like go here do this we didn't get any lore pretty much from the story missions and i've come to expect 
from Bungie, you and I are both longtime Halo players and fans. They have earned my trust to a degree that no other console company really has. I mean, there's a few other games that stand out there for me, but I was playing ODST last night because I was recording something for a Halo DLC video. And it just reminded me, like, how much I really have enjoyed Halo campaigns to the point where I've gone back and played Legendary on different campaigns throughout the years. I did Halo 3 last year, beaten that, you know, a few dozen times. No, that's not true. I've probably beaten it five or six times, done campaign scoring, that kind of stuff. And I still hold that in some of, like, the highest, like, regard in terms of my memories. So with Destiny, I'm going in with this idea that, A, I think the launch will probably be rocky in terms of server stability, in terms of getting kicked out of missions, in terms of just overall launch issues that happen with games. But also with the understanding that I'm looking at Destiny from a big time scale. Halo was not a one-year thing. Halo was a 10-year thing when it was under Bungie virtually. And they earned my respect and trust. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Okay, so number two, uh, for those who didn't actually enjoy the beta, the beta, I'm going to say that I don't think you're most likely going to enjoy the game at launch. Am I crazy to say so, Diddy? No, I would agree with that statement because the beta is a pretty good indication of, you know, the mechanics of the game. And a lot of people who are saying they don't like Destiny are because of the mechanics, but, you know. I don't see that changing when the game comes out, though. Like, I don't see there being this dramatic shift at launch for the people who are upset. And the interesting thing is a lot of the people who aren't excited uh, pre-ordered the game. And to play in the beta, yeah, you could play on the open beta on the last two days. That wasn't announced beforehand. So I'm going to garner or wage the... uh, There were a lot of people who pre-ordered the game, tried the beta, didn't like it, and are now getting ready to publicly whine, let's say, from the perimeter, from the outer reaches of Destiny uh, about the game. Because they're still going to get Destiny. They bought it to get the beta. And I'll just say this, I don't think MMOs are for everyone, or MMO-type games. And if you don't like it, totally cool with me. But what I'd like to see um, are people holding off their complaints, okay? If you're somebody who's on the sidelines, who isn't enjoying Destiny, who didn't like the beta, I'm going to suggest you wait and you be patient. If it's not a game you want to put a ton of time into when it comes out, that's fine. But do understand the long-term lifespan of this game how it's going to develop develop over time and be open to that and if you're somebody who only enjoys multiplayer in shooters you're not going to probably get the most out of destiny and i'll just be blunt and say i don't think you're going to enjoy destiny that much if you are somebody who buys a cod who buys a halo or who buys even a titanfall if you're still playing titanfall and bless you you are committed but If you're a player who buys a shooter purely for multiplayer, and that's what you get your kicks out of, you're not going to get the majority of the enjoyment out of Destiny. My impression of a lot of people who are upset, my impression of them, they they wanted Destiny to be the next competitive shooter, and it's it's really not. I I I definitely understand if you were if you want Destiny to be a competitive shooter, and it's just not. I understand if you don't like the game because of that, but it's you know, you have to see Destiny for what it is and play it for the game that it is, not for the game that you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, there's... I would not recommend WoW to, like, 90% of my my friends. I would hate WoW. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's not for everyone. And that's, like, Destiny is not for everyone at launch. Maybe over time, they'll approach it to get more people involved. But for right now, 
the target audience are folks who are going to explore the game's wide array of things to do. Exactly. And just kind of relating to this topic, Lurker Zero put out a video recently Mm -hmm. called The Wait, and he was mentioning a conversation he had on Twitter, and he started to think that, you know, he was... He played Titanfall at launch, and you know he said he was kind of done with it for a while, and then he went back to play Titanfall after a break, and all of the updates and improvements really made the game enjoyable again. You know, it wasn't stale anymore. I've so, been reading the title updates about it too. It's developed quite a bit in the last like four yeah, or five months, but nobody knows. <laughs> more, yeah, he said it's a lot more fun than you know it was at launch. It's not as shallow as it was, you know, and. That's kind of how online multiplayer exists nowadays, you know? It's not going to be, right out of the gate, the best game in the world, you know? It has to build up, like you said. It's got to it's gotta be developed into a masterpiece, you know? It's not... Like, the Sistine Chapel was not painted in a day, you know? It took a very long time for it to become the masterpiece that it is today. Yep, and you can't really judge something until you see the full picture. And exactly. that's something that, you know, the beta is a corner of that picture, a tiny piece of the puzzle. The release is going to be a larger piece of that puzzle, but until we are years down the road looking back, you're not going to have a good look of that full frame. Until we have the Destiny anniversary game come out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll be like when we are really old and we're getting our kids playing (laughs) Destiny. Now that's my warrior. (laughs) My titan, look at him. They used to ground stomp. Now they have a jetpack and backflip and all sorts of stuff backflip that's what the game needs oh wait advanced warfare just teased that oh snap okay yeah so wrapping up i will say this though for the competitive fps players do yourself a favor right now uh go learn csgo csgo is only going to grow and become the more dominant competitive shooter or you can stick your chips with like mlg and cod together like i'm just it's a topic for another time and probably a topic not even for this show but the the folks who are only looking at multiplayer and they're coming at Destiny with the wrong attitude, they're going to be disappointed when it releases because they're not going to think that, well, Crucibles are just unfair. That guy's got a better gun. I'm done. Ta-da. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, Destiny is not MLG competitive. You know, it's that's the truth. And, you know, FPS as a genre, I think, needs a Destiny. I think needs a first-person shooter that comes that out isn't that competitive. Isn't, yeah, that doesn't solely focus on multiplayer. Okay, we've isn't had that what Titanfall years is? of this. Just multiplayer. Yeah, the campaign tried something new where it did missions in multiplayer matches, and it has potential, but it kind of failed miserably with just a lack of content. If they had about fifty campaign missions in Titanfall, it'd be different. But the ten that you play on each side uh, just didn't do it for me. I think it was like ten you. or something. But I mean, look at Titanfall. Okay. Titanfall had a two-week lifespan, in my opinion, in terms of the way it launched. I had a ton of fun for two weeks, and I bet if I went back now, it'd be a different experience, like Lurker Zero said, and it will have improved. But I didn't come at Titanfall with false expectations. I knew it was going to be a summer blockbuster. I knew it was going to be a movie I see once or twice. Like, I don't watch Transformers every year, okay? (laughs) I watch when a new Transformers comes out. I like it. Explosions, Michael Bay, Pretty Girls. That's what I get. I knew what I was paying for when I went to the theater, and I got what I paid for, and that was Titanfall for me. There were explosions, there were mechs, it was fun, and then I was done. That was it. (laughs) Ta-da. With Destiny, what I'm expecting is a long-term FPS game that I'm going to be playing for years. That's what I'm looking at. Absolutely. 
I mean, it's a brief analysis. It's a brief talk about attitudes, but I think it's important to at least mention to our listener base, who, for the majority, I think are people who enjoy the game and like Destiny, which is great. Like, we get to talk about something our listeners like, you and I like, and things we're looking forward to, which is pretty cool in my mind. No Tower Talk this week, you guys, for time's sake. If you have a question you would like to see on the show, a topic, or anything that you want to suggest for us, maybe somebody who should be on the program... Send us an email, destinytheshow at gmail.com. You can always tweet us at destinytheshow, which brings us to It Came From Twitter. It came from Twitter! This week, Elite Assassin sent us a video as a Destiny beta impressions. I wanted to feature it here. He has the Destiny The Show clan tag rocking there. Remember to join the DTS clan. There is a link down below. Um, we're growing pretty big, Diddy. I don't know if you saw there was like a poll in which like 80 people voted. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it's from our alliances or whatnot, but uh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, the video is a Destiny Beta Impressions. It'll be in the show notes down below. Give it a check out, and Elite Assassin, thank you for the tweet. And that's going to wrap up our show for today. It's staying nice and quick. Not a ton of news, but for the next few weeks, we're going to keep it nice and quick because we're like a month away, Diddy. Can you believe it? No, I can't. It's I'm getting too excited. I wish it was two weeks because I, I need it now. I'm antsy. I wish it was like next Monday because that's like my week of summer. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be awesome. Bungie, Dude, please. Just come on. Just give it to us. You know, early access for the DTS. All right. Thanks for listening. You can check out Diddy's stuff where? Twitter.com slash whooshness and YouTube.com slash whooshness with three O's. W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S down in the show notes down below. Remember to email us, destinytheshow.com. We also have a Twitch channel now. Oh, that is right, and we're going to be streaming. Well, you're going to be streaming. I don't know when I'll be streaming down the road, <laughs> but uh, we could see live shows happening. We definitely want to do events like uh, game night as well as raids once we can get that going because since raids don't have a queue, we have to have players to play with, and it'd be fun to get involved with you guys. Destiny the Show raiding night. Yes, uh, the Twitch is twitch.tv slash destiny the show remember to visit destinytheshow.com for regular post updates as well as all the links from today in the show notes follow at destiny the show on twitter you can follow me at bbk dragoon and we're going to see you next week Thank you.